Welcome to another great episode of Sports Matters. I'm your host, Kevin Drake, and sitting across from me, your other host, Mr. Matt Burt Sports. How are you doing this morning? I can't complain. And we have a great returning guest, and I can't think of a better guest to have in studio to talk some Big West Conference Tournament of UCI men's basketball record-breaking season. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Chuck Cassie, welcome back, sir. Kevin, it's great to be here. Matt, it's great to see you again. No, it's always good to see you. Boy, what a season. Talk about this season, 27-5. and five. I mean, they really turned it on, and they've tied a schooled record. They've won 13 straight games to close out the season. Well, it's been a year of records and honors for the Eaters, and uh, let's hope it continues. I texted coach yesterday and i said we just need five more which would put us in the sweet 16 what do you say to that i'm sure he said thanks chuck we're 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 gonna give it a go he did you know i listened to his press conference after senior day i wasn't able to attend but i was listening to it on am 8 30 trent rush by the way he calls a great game coach was saying it was a great season he goes but we got a lot of work ahead of us you know meaning that this is all about this big west tournament getting through this tournament this time around winning all three straight games i think he has sights to be in the sweet 16 that would be home field advantage who knows where the sweet 16 is the and honda center the honda yeah. center and the yeah. elite eight there we go yeah and the elite eight uci has the great amount of depth that you'll need and the great amount of guard play to do well in the tournament however we got to take things one step at a time the big west tournament's coming up and i looked at the bracket and it just to me seems like this first game, okay, I you're going up against UC Riverside. They played them well. The last game that they played them, they held them to 47 points. So that's pretty good. And they're starting to play good basketball towards the end. But I just look at the other teams. So if you move past Riverside, both the teams that they would play in the second round, assuming it's either that Hawaii beat, or Long Beach, which is the yeah Hawaii or Long Beach, which are two teams that they've both played in overtime this season. That's not an easy game. I mean, I don't want to play Long Beach State. I've said it in the past. Like Long Beach State plays us really well. That's a good basketball team that they have there. They can score points at will. We had trouble stopping them this entire year. So I, I really don't. I said it from the beginning. They I also had trouble stopping UCI. Right. Well, I think that the the key is that you gotta you gotta stop Deshaun Booker. Yeah. And I mean he he lit us up in the first game that we lost for twenty eight points. And the the key f- feature in my mind was that he was fourteen, I think, of fifteen from the free throw line. So he got inside and penetrated our defense rather easily in that first game and I think it was really shocking to coach to see the breakdown in that game the second game at the pyramid we win by two points so I mean you know there's not a lot uh, if you look at the point differential they're up eight on us so that's a scary game that is a scary game and and the, the offense to your point it does run through Booker um, they get the ball up top when they played Cal Poly. I went and watched them play Cal Poly, and they ran three handoff dribbles to get to Booker. They set so many picks and screens to get him the ball because he is the focal point of the offense. To to your point, I think that's the way to stop them for sure. But it boy, he is a good athlete, that's for sure. No question. I just know Coach Russell Turner will definitely have a great defensive game plan. It's like you said, he's a tough cover, and the team's really going to have to play great team defense. But I tell you what, they're coming into this turn. 
tournament riding pretty high in the last five games. They've held their teams under 50 points, let alone 60. They held them under 50. And 14 times this year, they held teams under 60 points. With a school record 15-1 in a conference, they tied a record. So that's pretty impressive. I'm looking pretty up on this. It's like you said, it's three nights in March, so they got to go back to back to back. But see a Long Beach in the second round, is that that's a tough matchup. If you remember when I was here in uh, January, we were speaking, I was talking about hybrid defenses. And when I look at the Big West, um, to me, especially this tournament, that, that would be something that I would want to have in my armamentarium. And the reason I say that is if you go to Fullerton, you know, they got the two KAs, Kyle Allman and Khalid Ahmed. And they lit us up in the tournament last year. Uh, Allman just penetrated, penetrated, penetrated. Same thing with T.J. Shorts. Now, he was hurt the second time we played at Davis, but uh, they uh, he penetrated us on the first game, and we won in overtime. Um, and then with, with CSUN, oh, my God, the, that uh, Lamine Janelle is just an unbelievable beast and, and you know and you got to do something to stop those guys so my solution would be i would i would throw in a triangle and two or i throw in a box and one or something put two guys on him put one guy on him get the ball out of his hands because if it's out of his hands he can't penetrate and he's got to give it to somebody else that's not going to hurt us i think yeah. i like the box yeah. and one for sure yes. if you you stick galloway in the middle like i i don't know how many balls are going to get by him that's for sure. He deflects a lot of passes. He blocks a lot of shots. He's the best defensive player. If you stick him in the middle, I think they'd have a lot of success. For and sure. they have a lot of length, UCI does. Yeah. they got a lot of length, so they do get deflections. And that's their policy is getting to every single loose ball. I mean, when you see Jonathan Galloway diving on the floor after a tip-off, a pass that was nearly going out of bounds to save it, yes, <laughs> they are attacking the loose balls. What about on the offensive end? What would you recommend? Well, historically, the sight lines in the uh, the Honda Center are not good. And so you'll see teams that are really reliable on three-point shooting, and they'll have bad nights there. And that goes all the way through the regionals and bringing in, you know, the Kentuckys and some of the best teams in the country there. So you've got you've to figure out a way to score inside uh, and score mid-range also because, like I said, they just, for some reason, the backdrop there doesn't suit the shooter's eye. Yeah, I mean, it shoots a hockey eye for sure. <laughs> but I, I don't know about the rest. But Well, I'm not so sure it's shooting the duck's <laughs> eye. <laughs> no. No, although they did just score eight goals. I did see that. That was crazy. So. <laughs> Uh, I, that was very unheard of, but yeah, I think to your to your point, you like you keep making great points. That's why you're the doctor. That's why you're the doctor. You're the one that knows everything, right? Um, I would say, in terms of UCI, who do you like in this tournament to have a big kind of tournament and a big kind of feel for them? Well, you know that's a tough one because the, they are they go five six deep for sure. And I could picture any one of the six players in mind that start, as well as, of course, uh, off the bench. Uh, I could picture any of them doing it. But, I mean, Matt Hazard would be, would be certainly somebody that, you know, you'd rely on. And Evan Leonard is, is certainly there. Inside, uh, Gallo has gotten, in these last uh, ten games, has really found his offensive niche. I mean, he's just been a beast on the boards and tip-ins and everything like that. So I, you know, it's going to take a team effort, but but uh, those would be the, my two bet 
best bets. You also got to throw in Elston Jones. I mean, he's a force. When Gallo is out, you don't miss a beat with him in there. I mean, he's snagging rebounds, and he's got a decent offensive game. But you're right, Gallo does have a great offensive game. I just think because he's so focused on the team and puts the team first, we didn't really see much of it until that little spurt that he had when he was shooting 70% for like four straight games. So you know he can score down low. And that's going to be, like you said, that's going to be huge in the uh, Big West Conference Tournament because you got you to get it inside out. That's one thing Coach Russell Turner, I've seen at games, get the ball inside and out. And another player, too, y'all saw Worku. Oh, he can slice and dice to the uh, rack wearing this little Rip Hamilton mask. <laughs> You talk about penetrating. He's very crafty and getting to the basket and getting the ball down low to the big guys. So that that's really going to help us out, too. And the depth. And one of his main guys that he likes to go to off the bench is Robert Cartwright, Stanford transfer, who's done extremely well. Yeah, and he, uh, he had some beautiful layups the other night against CSUN. And then, and then even continuing on, Welp. I mean, he's probably the most uh, offensively gifted forward that we have or big that we have. He can shoot long. He can shoot inside. He's tough. The biggest problem he has to learn as a freshman is they call fouls on him all the time, and he's got to stay vertical. Uh, and if he does, uh, he can be a force. So, you know, there's there's six, seven guys that you could see on any given night uh, being the leading scorers and winning the game for us. So it's a team effort, and, and, and really that's why they had so many honors this year because of the, it was such a team. The Lakers yeah. could learn something by playing <laughs> yeah, defense, sure. watching UC Irvine play. Well, that's that's kind of why I asked that question. You know, it, it's like the depth is definitely there, and to pick one person, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I really like it. And we literally named almost the entire team as a group. We named the entire team of who's been really the best players this season, and it's it could be anyone. And that's what's scary about this UCI team. I think we we are looking at other teams and we're saying they could be pretty good. But let's acknowledge who we have, you know. And I think this UCI team, and I've said it here, I'll say it again, but I, I think this is one of the best teams that I've seen in UCI's history. I mean, obviously you have the Mamadou era, and that got to the, you know, literally two points. One made basket away from beating Louisville. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, Montrez Harrell played excellently that game. If we got that close with that team and this team's better, I still think that this is one of those sleeper teams in the NCAA. Although, Oh, absolutely. Well, they have the depth. I agree with you. They have the depth. And I think that's what's so much more when you talk about the Mamadou team. It was a great team. You know, Jaron Martin, Luke Nelson, Mamadou Najaye, even Giannis Dimacopoulos, who was a freshman at the time. This team, he plays 1 through 10, sometimes 1 through 11. He can go deep. So if if one player is in foul trouble, he could just reach to the bench and someone else will step up. Even Trailer. Trailer's another guy that coach says, I wish I'd give him more playing time. But when he's out there, he's very productive. So he he's understanding his role, that break glass case emergency type deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can throw a lot of different looks at them. Though, exactly. Sure. If you wanted to go back historically, I would say that the second team that Bill Mulligan had with Kevin McGee was one of our top teams. And that, that team featured McGee, who was a two-time All-American, and they actually broke into the top 20 in the AP poll with that team. Wow. Then after that, you'd go to the team that was Todd Murphy and Johnny Rogers, and that was a great team, and they beat UNLV that year, who was ranked, I think, second in the country. They beat them twice. That's amazing. And then you That's amazing. Yeah, it was uh it was quite a treat to watch it. And then you you'd go up to the Mamadou team and this year's team. Those are yeah. those are the four best. Uh a team that just absolutely disappointed was a team that 
that Baker had, Coach Baker had, and featuring uh, uh, Mikkel, uh, the Russian kid uh, at guard. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, it was just he was a phenomenal passer, yeah. unbelievable. And that team unfortunately went like 16 and 13, and they had they had oodles of talent. They brought a couple guys over from Seton Hall with Baker, and you know they had a great point guard, and they had two bigs that were good, and they just didn't produce. So. Remember in in uh, January when I was here, you asked me what I thought of this team, and I said the thing that that I see from the outside, I'm not you know in the coaching circle or anything, but the thing that I see is that they're so giving to each other, and they're so uh, the collegiality there is just seems so extreme. They really like each other, and that's that's what born and out this year. So that, where would you rank this team among the greats? Uh, for UCI, yeah, uh, I would probably have to put it if, if they can get the job done this week. I would probably put it as the best team. Wow, and even, even with the McGee and the and the Murphy team, yeah. especially that team that beat the UNLV, I, I would think that one would be the well. It was uh, it, it was very quite special a good team, but again, you know, I don't know if you you happen to see it, but last week Andy Katz, the uh, sports guru, yeah, who lists. He has a he has what he calls his power thirty six, and he lists ranks the top thirty six teams in the country, and for the first time, UCI broke into number thirty six mm-hmm. last week. Oh yeah, Th- that's amazing. Yeah, I that, saw that. That is that is very a, deserving, very yeah. deserving, and it, it's really amazing. And I know that Coach Turner called Andy and said thanks and everything like that, <laughs> giving us some yeah. some uh, pub. And then uh, Jim Rome had Coach on last week for 20 minutes. And, I mean, he was couldn't have been uh, more efficacious in his, in his uh, support of, of uh, Russ and also just complimentary. I mean, it was it – was, you thought you were listening to him describing Duke in the interview. <laughs> you know, when you're at these games and you're watching Coach Russell Turner just coaching those kids up, just doing his job, it's just like you see the passion and, and how it resonates with the team and how these, like you said, the players, they really love each other. They, they love and respect each other, and they play hard for each other. I mean, come on, Jonathan Galway doesn't have to dive on the floor for loose balls, but he does. He sacrifices himself for the team. He's going to make a great pro. He's going to end up on a team, hopefully get drafted down the bottom half, end up on the Warriors. He's a winner. Well, He's I a mean, winner. I mean the Spurs, you know, really good run organizations. You you can go through and not get drafted and still have a lot of success in the NBA. Like there's a lot of people that have proven that. In terms of UCI basketball, we're having this fantastic year that we're breaking all these records and it's it's been a lot of fun to watch and it's been a lot of fun to follow. And it's great that we're getting notoriety because it's well-deserved because this team is a lot better than people are kind of looking at. And, I I mean, we've watched UCI basketball for what? I mean, Chuck's watched UCI basketball more than me and Kevin <laughs> combined, but we've watched UCI basketball enough to understand how great this team is and how much camaraderie that they have. And I think going forward, that's going to lead you further than anything else. It's like the the – the whole brotherhood aspect of it. So I, I like that aspect of it. And um, I think UCI is going to be one of those sleeper teams. Like, I'll keep saying it. But in terms of other college basketball teams, because we have stuff that's outside the Big West, what? who else do you like? Who else is kind of, like, catching your eye right now, Chuck? Well, <clears throat> you know, it's a tough question because you look at the, the top ten teams and I could picture any one of them winning and going to the big dance and winning the whole thing. 
obviously if if Williamson comes back with Duke, they are going to be one of the favorites. But I always go to uh, Michigan State, and, and I go to the coach. And he's there every year, year in and year out. You know, he loses his five or six games during the season, goes 25-5 and five or whatever every year. But when it comes tournament time, Michigan State Spartans are really tough. And I, that's not a team that a lot of people want to play. You're right. Coach Izzo, he's built for the playoffs. He really is. You're right. His teams are never out. Tom Izzo, are you looking at coaches more of anything? Well, NCAA tournament, I do. Look, I, I would look at coaches and I look at senior guards. Uh, that seems to be the key, and that's why a lot of times uh, the Kentuckys and some of the uh, some of the schools that really feature a lot of one and duns uh, don't make it to the big dance. They they win a couple of games and then lose, and it's because they've got you know five six freshmen that are were all Americans in high school, but they really haven't they're not tested to that extent. And you remember when when George Mason had their run. And uh, um, the other school from Virginia had their run. Uh, they were they were senior teams that had been together and everything like that. Now UCI is not a senior not a senior dominated team. It's actually a junior dominated team, but all those kids started pretty much last year, and uh, they've been together a long time. And several of them were redshirted, so they're that's an experienced veteran team. And if they get the right draw. I absolutely could see him going to the Sweet 16. I'm just worried about getting out of the Big West. Yeah, baby steps, that's for sure. Baby, baby steps. steps. I'll give you some comfort numbers here. The UCI is ranked fifth nationally and holding their opponents to 38% shooting. That'll definitely get it done. They're also ranked fifth nationally and rebounds at 1,303. Thank you, Jonathan Galloway and everybody else. Well, Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you look at the game logs of each game, you really get – 10 out of the 12 guys that have at least one rebound. And that's so excellent to see. It's like everyone wants to grab that ball. Everyone wants to go after it. Everyone wants to get rebounds. And that's such a huge part of the game. I believe Pat Riley said it's the most important part of the game. And so if 10 out of your 12 guys are getting rebounds, or if some nights you get 9 out of the 12 or even 9 out of the 10 are getting rebounds, you're going to win a lot of games. Like everyone's rebounding the ball is kind of what the point is. And if we continue to do that, I think they, they can go pretty far. That's true. That's one thing I said to Coach after the Cal Poly game, the home game here. And I said the one number that really stuck out to me is that every player had at least one, if not multiple rebounds. And most of them had multiple rebounds. I think it was maybe one or two players just had one. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I'm not surprised by that number. Well, that's what we preach. Everybody knows you go to the loose ball. You go get that rebound. You don't stand there and wait for it. You go get it. <laughs> and they do a really good job doing that. And to your point, uh, other than Gallo, Elston Jones has been a monster on the boards this year. And you know what? It was really re- rewarding to see him name the sixth be- uh, the uh, uh, six man off the bench award for the Big West yesterday. He was named the. Oh, sixth. that's great! Yeah. Congratulations to Elston Jones for that. Yeah, he's big time. Are we giving our round? <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's been working hard all season, too. That's why I said, you know, when Gallo getting a breather, Elston's in there plugging up the hole and doing what he needs to do. I mean, what you have to go through Galloway and then, all right. And you still have Rutherford and Velp. Galloway's been beating me. Oh, gosh. And then you stick in Elston Jones, who's just as big as him and just, like, swats as many shots, right? And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's some more of this? Like, Is this a twin uh, brother or what? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're good, man. They're good, both of them. The, I mean, the the backcourt for UCI is is excellent. The front court has a lot of depth. And to your point, it's like senior guards wise. I don't think we we really qualify in that kind of a. We don't qualify in that aspect of it. But I would say that we do have a lot of experienced depth. I mean, Max Hazard has been playing since he's a freshman. He's still a junior right now. And then you look at Cartwright. He's been playing for Stanford, so he's been playing some big time basketball in the Pac-12. Oh yes. Like I'd say we've had and Yasal Workyu has a lot of usage rate after last year. I mean, when you look at it. They have the experience of senior guard. You know what I think what really jump-started this season more than anything else? When we were at Rams camp, a UCI basketball team, they went to uh, Korea, and they had played five different countries and did really well being in a foreign country, let alone completely different world, different cultures, how they just came together. They fed off that throughout the season. And you look at what they built, just getting into conference play, just how that defense just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and just the camaraderie, like you, you pointed out, Chuck, the camaraderie of this team is just unreal. They really play for each other. They really do. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you. The, the uh, South Korea trip was huge for the team. And um, they lost to the Russian team in the finals by one point. Um, they dominated several of the teams in the tournament. They were from the Philippines and China and South Korea. So that was a, that was a jumping off point. And then of course the Texas A&M game was huge. I mean, you know, going in and beating an SEC team that was returning from the, from the big dance and beating them on their home floor without Evan Leonard, that was a huge win. And quite honestly, if you look, I don't know if you guys follow bracketology, but they, mm-hmm. they, they list, uh, you know, if Irvine, if Irvine runs the table in the Big West tournament, they've got him as a 12 seed in bracketology, which That's is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, which is low as we've ever been. But the interesting thing to note was they said that if Irvine goes 29 and 6, which the unthinkable would happen and they lose in the finals, they in bracketology said they got a 40% chance of getting named to the tournament. That's impressive. And that's, you know, it's a one and done league typically. And that doesn't happen, but I think with all their statistics and the way the team's played, that they've got a reasonable chance. Um, we don't want to think that way, but uh, gee, that would be you know, getting in the big dance would be terrific. And we have in the since the Big West has started, right? There has never been an at-large team. There's never been, which just shows you the historical kind of proportions of. Yeah. You know, like this league is really a one-and-done league. Like you have to win this tournament. Yeah. But with everything that UCI has done this season, having a historical, how can you not, you know, put this team in? And I, I just let's let's just win the tournament, and then let's just yeah. prove all the skeptics wrong, and then let's keep this first so- things first. Take care of UC Riverside, so- and yes, you most likely you're going to face Long Beach. But the beauty is the other teams you're talking about, you know, University of Northridge, the Cal State Fullerton, UCSB. You're going to have to face one of those teams, yeah, in the final. Isn't it kind of crazy? That Three straight games, and they could do that. They are primed to do some damage in the NCAA tournament, especially if they get that 12 seed. Yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy to think that we potentially, like, knock on wood, I don't want it to come to this by any means. Let me just say that in the very beginning. But the Big West could have two teams in it, and the Pac-12 could have one. 
Isn't that kind of crazy? <laughs> crazy to think about if you said that at the beginning of the year. Just shows you Big West basketball is no joke. It's yeah. a good conference. It's a good conference, that's for sure. And the thing is, too, these players are four-year players. We're not talking about one of those. Yes, we got a few transfers. Still, they're, they're continuing their education. They're getting their full education. In fact, when I was interviewing Jonathan Galloway, he had a, got a degree in criminology. I asked him, what's your goals after college? And he says, well, first, I'm going to play basketball professionally. Then when the basketball stops bouncing, I'm going to become a police officer. And I just said how fitting defense (laughs) he's going to be continue to defend us well after his basketball years that's what i love or respect about jonathan galloway well i'm sure your audience knows but yesterday he was named the first three-time defensive player of the year in the big west that's an amazing achievement another round of applause (laughs) (laughs) and he was named first team all conference deserving Uh, that's that's no surprise to me and, uh, and if you look back, if, if my memory serves me right, last year, both Evan Levert, Leonard and Tommy Rutherford were uh, first team all-conference. And this year, they're honorable mention. And it just shows the fact that they gave up a lot of their own personal uh, glory and satisfaction for, for the team concept. And, and uh, you know, they were acknowledged as honorable mention, but nevertheless, you know, that's uh, that's quite, a, in a way, a step back for for team play. As great as those accolades are, I want to see this team have success because of what they've sacrificed over anything else. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Um, when you look at, you know, college basketball and the landscape of college basketball right now, what is your first initial thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm a basketball junkie. Yeah. So... You know, for me, uh, I mean, I just totally enjoy the games. And the thing that truthfully mystifies me is why we're unable to pack the Bren day in and day out, night after night. Um, coaches put a, just a fantastic product on the, on the court. And, uh, you know, it was fun to see, you know, maybe 3,500 for a senior night and everything like that. But, you know, it should be 5,500. I mean, it should be packed every night because this is a heck of a good product. So that that's one of the things that, that, that strikes me about our own situation here. I think basketball's in, in a, a good stead, but I absolutely, like most people, hate the one and done. Um, I'd almost rather see the guys that, that can't predict for the NBA just play in you know, some of these minor leagues and if that's all their intent is because I hate making a farce of a college degree. And, you know, UCI is a, is a, you know, what, top 18 public school in the nation or top 10 public school in the nation. Uh, you know, a credit to Coach Turner. I mean, he, he gets really good student athletes. You don't hear, you know, them about uh, stealing this or committing this crime or that crime or rape or any of that stuff they he's got really quality kids and and so from from our standpoint with coach here we've 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 got a heck of a product and uh i couldn't be uh, more appreciative of his efforts for the community and i just wish the community would reciprocate and fill the brim they're missing out. I mean, Matt and I, we talk about it all year long. It's been so exciting. I mean, we went to, I went to at least four games. I know you went to a nice handful of games, and it's exciting. And just like, there's just got to be a little bit more people in here. And I noticed it started to get a little bit more crowd. 
the energy. They really do feed off the crowd energy. I mean, this team plays pretty well on the road. I mean, they're 13-2 and two on the road. That's another school record they tied with 13 road wins. But it's nice to have your fans home, but you get to see it. You get It's in your own backyard. The Bren Center is not that big. There's not a bad seat in the Bren Center. And when the Bren's are rocking, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You yeah, know that. And they sell beer. Like, come on. You know? Like, what, and it's not, reasonable. What's not, not the lake? I mean, you're going to drive all the way up to Staples Center just to see LeBron, the Lakers, and just how poor they're playing. You could see a great basketball game here, a team that's fully committed to playing team basketball, team defense. How can you not pass yeah, that up? For one-tenth of the price to go to you know, the Laker game. Real quick, i got to give a shout-out to our ladies' basketball team, who's also actually going to be playing in a tournament today at the Bren Center. They start their Big West Conference. they got uh, University of California, Santa Barbara. Ooh, that's who they're going to open up with. There's a player in particular, Andy Ritter, who's the Big West Player of the Week, so I want to give her a round of applause. Ooh, yeah, now we're on board. Averaging 15.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2.5 steals. But what's so notable about her is that she just broke the school record for the most three-pointers made. She has 199 three-pointers made for the ladies' basketball team. And she's also broken the school record for the most steals at 189. So you're talking about somebody playing both ends of the floor? That's Miss Andy Ritter. Congrats to her. The program's definitely turned around since Coach T's been here. Coach Tamara, she has done a great job. So- yeah, you know, but having four quarters in basketball, that the college, men's college basketball should have the same timing. Because I think it, it's a better product to watch from a consumer perspective. Let me ask you this, Chuck. So compared to, like, watching college basketball and NBA, which do you prefer? Uh, my my preference is college, always. Um, I was here, you know, during the Laker glory years with Magic, and you know, just from an observation standpoint, I I think that that the Showtime Lakers, yes, they were a show. There's no doubt about it, up and down and fast and everything. But what what we're missing is that they were a team, and this, you know. It's LeBron's team, and we're going to have you know one other superstar and everything like that. To me, is nonsense. Basketball is a team game, mm-hmm. and it takes seven, eight, nine, ten players all in sync uh, repeatedly. And just you know, just having two superstars isn't going to get it done. And I mean, quite honestly, if you look at the 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 players that the Lakers have cast off in the last two years. Those those were all good young players, and uh, you know I I just don't see where they're headed with this vision. And as much as I respect and and liked Magic as a terrific player and everything like that and humanitarian, I don't like what they've they've done with this team. To be honest, yeah, I I kind of in agreement. I think the Clippers have a lot better team basketball than the exactly. Lakers. Exactly, right Clippers are playing that gritty team basketball there's not one person bigger than the other and you make a good point is that when you think of 80s showtime lakers you don't just think magic and the boys you think of the the entire team it's not magic's team and everybody else or kareem's team and everybody else it was everybody that was part of that team and nowadays it's all about oh this is lebron's team and whatever goes around i don't know it just seems like the attitudes kind of change a bit but when you look at a great team like the golden state warriors they're selfless and that's why they're winning championships because they're playing that team basketball. They're fully committed. They're not letting their egos get ahead of themselves. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And like I said, I I, I just feel like they that in this genre of, of a quick fix and wanting to uh, entertain, 
we've forgotten about what's important and what's really important is team basketball. The other thing is, is you look at, you know, the Clippers and they've got Jerry West mm-hmm. evaluating players and there's just never been a sharper mind to evaluate talent, in, in my opinion, than Jerry West. Oh, mm-hmm. hands down. The, the best ever. And he's still going strong. Well, he, he so he created the Lakers dynasty. Created the Warriors. And then he created the Warriors, and now he's on to the Clippers. Yeah, and there, you know, the rumors are that a couple of the big names are going to head for head for L.A., but not for the Lakers. They're mm-hmm. going to head for the Clippers. And if he gets, you know, he gets the right right big name to join that group, that's going to be a very formidable team. He stole Zubak from Magic Johnson. Oh, my God. For a guy <laughs> that literally has played five minutes, I think, as a Laker, or maybe, maybe it is five minutes per game as a Laker, but... Like Mike Uscala did, did play Zubac. a single second for the Clippers. That might go down tree. as one of the worst trades yeah. in the history of basketball. Yeah. And Zubats was uh, what twenty one, twenty two max. I yeah. mean, you know, he's he's got ten years ahead of him. The other thing that they they seem to lose sight of is is like take Lou Williams, okay? I mean, who doesn't want Lou Williams on your team, whether he's your sixth man or he starts? I know. And I mean, just to give him give him away. Because we're trying to get cap space and everything, to me is ridiculous. When you've got guys that can play, you keep guys that can play, and you add to them. You don't subtract. Yeah, that is for sure, and that's why we we do a little like award show after the Oscars, and he always gets the unsung hero award. Lou Williams always yeah. wins. He's a perennial he, winner. He he's in there always. I don't know if he won it this past year, but he's nominated every we, year. That's for we sure. We had to change it because <laughs> we gave it to him the last like, the last years. couple of years. But yeah, he's my favorite player to watch. He, he, just the that is the perennial team kind of player because he sits there and watches what the starters are doing and watches their tendencies. And then when he gets into the basketball game, he exploits them. That's why he sits on the bench. People are like, maybe we should start Lou. No, that's not. He wants to sit on the bench. Like he wants to see because he the wants to be that game changer. Yeah, and he is that game changer. Yeah. I think he put up forty points uh, against two games ago. I think last night he came in and he scored thirty against the Boston Celtics last night. So you know, Lou Williams is that guy. You know, he's just he reads the team. He's a team player. He sits on the bench and then he exploits the the mat. Like you know, he waits so that people are either tired or he sees what <laughs> tendencies they're doing. I'm not sure what he sees because I'm not in his shoes. But yeah, I love Lou Williams. Well, you, do you think these Lakers could use uh, Lopez? Do you think they could? Yes. They could use Randall. Yes. That's see. That's I why I wanted. To, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. The Julius Randall. It's like you said. They lost sight creating all this cap space. It's like that would have been the perfect guy to keep his game pairs so well with LeBron James. That would just been instant chemistry right there. It's like why let him go because you want to try to attract another superstar that you may not even get. Which they didn't get. You they know, didn't get. Dale Tams. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about Paul George. Oh, Paul George yeah. too. But yeah. I mean, like Paul, you don't know what these people. I that's the thing about it is like this free agency. Ever since Kevin Durant left, it's created this warped kind of thing where players kind of leave. You know, where oh, it's we could get them because they're leaving. Oh, for sure they're leaving. Kyrie, he's not going to stay a Boston Celtic, even though he's already said that he wants to sign with the Boston Celtics. Did everyone just forget about that? They're like, oh, he's going to leave and team up in New York with. Like, no, why would you want to go play for the Knicks right now? It's like, they're so bad. I would not want to play for the Knicks or the Lakers right now, to be honest with you, because it's like you have no job security. 
Yeah. Just my thoughts and opinions, but I think the NBA is in a in an interesting spot where I think the teams that are the traditional big powers, you know, the the Boston Celtics and the Lakers are at a turning point. You know, I think the Boston Celtics are in a better place than the Lakers, but the the Lakers just keep stepping on their own shoes, right? Like they keep doing these things that just can have me like scratch their head. And you know, I wasn't even surprised when they traded Zubac. I was like. That's that's been par for the course for them. How do you draft Lonzo Ball over De'Aaron Fox? Like it just didn't make sense to me at all. Do you hear this, Chuck? Uh, they said that uh, that Magic's pick was actually De'Aaron Fox, but Jeannie Buss said no. You draft Lonzo Ball. I don't uh, that know. was a rumor. I don't I know how much of that is true. I don't know how much Jeannie Buss does. Yeah, well, the the Lakers right now are a question mark, and yeah, a huge question mark. Uh, it, it's hard to understand what exactly they're trying to accomplish, but. Uh, I've never seen the the fans so down. If you listen to talk radio like this show, I mean, the fans are really down on Magic and and Rob right now for you know what they they consider to be really blunder trades and et cetera. So I don't know. I don't know where they're headed, but uh, you know, I'm I'm jazzed about UCI basketball. Yeah, I'm <laughs> exactly, and, and I hope they don't let us down this week. And that is why you need to come down to the Bread Center. Well, now yeah, now it's the Honda Center. Now it's the Honda Center. Now you got to trek out that way and pay a little, just a little bit more. But it's definitely worth the price of admission. And you could go and watch other basketball, great best Big West games as well. That Hawaii oh, Long Beach State is going to be amazing. Oh yes, so. you know I think uh, unfortunately if we could have gone. To either Butler or at home against Utah State, if we had won one of those games, I think they actually would be an automatic pick if they didn't win the Big West. I think that was critical because, you know, the new net system, they they look at, they break it up into uh, top 30, next 30, and next 30, and we just don't, because of our league and everything, we don't have enough wins in the in that that category and i think if we could have just got by i mean obviously utah state put a hurting on us but uh we we went into the we went into the uh into butler and we just let jorgensen go off and you know and that's again that was where where when somebody's just ripping your defense apart and you're a good defensive team that's where i would have just changed it up a little bit and Try to box and one on him, or try a triangle and two, and just get, stop that try guy because he yeah. just he just lit us up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And the fact that UCI on the offensive end was terrible that game. Nineteen points in the first half. They were yeah. not great. Well, they they had the deer in the headlight yeah, look walking true. into the <laughs> into Butler. Right. <laughs> you know, oh let gosh. alone Butler, but just in Indiana where yeah. it's just like basketball yeah. heavens. Well, we we could have used Jimmy Chitwood in that game. <laughs> in terms of the Utah State game, I think Utah State is probably uh, one of those teams that we're going to look at and be like, oh, they were actually really really good. They were really. Really good. They played Nevada very well, and they're a top uh, thirty team in in all the the RPIs and the uh, net rankings. So they're they're really solid. But I'm just saying, if if we could have got one of those two yeah. wins, uh, I think we'd have been we'd been in the big dance. For, we would be in the big dance for sure, even if we didn't win the Big West tournament. Eh, we'll win the Big West tournament. Knock on wood. You know, we were at that game against Utah State. It just seemed like it was that big guy, the seven foot one. Was it Cuerta? Yeah, Cuerta. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, the one from Portugal. Yeah, they kind of seemed to cower down. Is what Coach said. He goes, I just never. He goes, I didn't expect my team just to cower 
to him rather than go after the rebounds and whatnot. And that kind of put him behind. He had, he had something like 12 or 13 had, rebounds by the half. He had 12 at the halftime, yeah. and that was just like he was dominating in, in the inside. And, and we really threw every single look at him. We had Galloway. We had Elston Jones. And not any of them could you know, stop him because he just has amazing footwork. Like he's a really good player. And I think, you know, Utah state is a really good basketball team. And we, we look at these games as, Oh, I just think that they played tough teams and you learn from losing. So I think these games were vitally important to where this season ended up going, you know, and into record proportion last year, who was our big games that we really played? St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Like, it was one. We yeah. played three, four big games, four big games this season. I'll, I'll even say St. Mary's in there as well as a big game because they're doing pretty good. In the Although the WCC is going to be run by Gonzaga and Gonzaga only. But the, we played four big games, which is different from last year, and I think the losing aspect had kind of a uh, – a learning experience for them. Well, the interesting th- thing to note, for instance, is in the new net rankings this year, currently um, St. Mary's is ranked, I think, 45, and Irvine's ranked 75. So we are 30 points behind St. Mary's, who we beat on their floor. And why is that? It's because we don't have enough wins in the in the 1 to 30 group, 30 to 60 group or even the, the 60 to 90 group and that's what's that's what's killing us uh because yep. as competitive as the Big West team teams are amongst themselves when uh, the preseason because they're playing most of the games on the road the conference didn't fare very well and that's you know that's the problem we face. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the problem that this plagues them every year right you know is that we have a lot of really good people in this league and this league is very fun to watch it just doesn't get the respect that it it deserves kind of starts with uci when it comes to this league like they're the big perennial power so if uci does well this league does well you know like and and if they're the showcase team last two years we've had cal state fullerton and cal poly in the big dance and what was the games that they played in? They were one and sixteen. They were sixteen seeds, right? And they got blown out in the first round. Yeah, is very important for this league and helping to what Chuck is bringing up. And they had the opportunity to do it these next three nights: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> Big West Conference Tournament at the Honda Center. Yeah, they can get it done this year. They they've been so close the last couple of years. They won the first two. And just run out of gas the third game. But that's not going to happen this year because that's why Coach runs a deeper team. So everybody has fresh energy so they can make it through this grueling part of the schedule. Because this is it. This is the the toughest challenge is to play three games in three nights. Then after that, it's tough. It's NCAA. And what do they play? Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday? You at least get a day break. You know, to that note, too, I'd like to give a shout-out to Spencer Rivers. Yeah. Um, oh, I, absolutely. I, I never realized what a solid player he is. I mean, he has he uh, come on because uh, John Edgar's uh, absence. And uh, he is really – he had some nice baskets against CSUN. And he, he started out for us really – Strongly, I think he had his career high of eight points, but you know he drove to the hoop, he hit a mid-range jumper, and he hit a three, and he played solid defense. So I mean, he he looked really good. I mean, the guards 
Russ can just interchange. He's got five guards he can interchange easily mm-hmm. and and keep fresh legs in there and and that should really help us in the in the tournament because oh, yeah. nobody has that kind of depth. I th- and I to your point I, I think Spencer Rivers not getting hurt we we'd have a different perspective on. I think he would be, you know, one of those guys that we'd think of at the top of our mind, but you know with him dealing with the injuries that he's had that's Going forward, he's going to be a huge person to have on the team for sure, and I—that's I, what I'm saying is like this death is amazing, and I think Chuck, I have a question for you. All right, absolutely. All right, so out of the five guards, you have to pick a starting lineup that you think that UCI will have the most success with. Pick five guys for this team. Who are the five that you pick? That's a tough one. I really, I really like the combo of Robert Cartwright and uh, and Evan Leonard when they're together, um, and I and I really like Welp in there. And I, I would actually like to see instead of playing three guards, I think I'd like to see Welp with with the uh, with Ga- uh, Gallo and and Elson Jones in it, it sometime because or Rutherford twin yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or towers. Rutherford yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think you, because you're going to run into different different teams with with different you know obviously with bigger sizes as you get into some of the some of the real quality uh, you know power uh, uh, teams um, the other thing is is J C Butler uh, has has been coming on and he really plays tough defense and I could see him if you went to a box and one I could see him as the as the rover uh just chasing down and keep the keep the guards up at the uh, elbow and the whichever two bigs we have inside underneath the basket and everything like that and just just have JC just pressuring from the outside and I realize that's not a combo that the coaches has worked with, but I I just look at his his skill set and he plays really tough defense. He really gets in their face, and obviously Mac, Max Hazard gets into their face too, really good and everything. So uh, he can interchange those guys, and I I don't know that I have a favorite team, but I love watching uh, Welp uh, put his array of shots together and everything like that. Mm-hmm. If we could just keep him out of foul trouble. Yeah, it's just part of being a freshman, but the fact that he's getting all his experience, he's playing alongside Jonathan Galloway. Just think about Jonathan Galloway when he was a freshman. He wasn't getting as much playing time, and he was playing other Mamadou Najaye, Giannis Dimakopoulos. So he learned a lot, you know, his freshman year. So I'm hoping the same development with Colin Velp. And then you got Coach Russell Turner and that great coaching staff to help coach him up. Was Will on the team then? The, uh, which one? The uh, uh, Mamadou? Yes. I'm trying to remember the... Because he was a terrific shot blocker and a real, real tough rebounder and great defensive could be, player. Could be, could be. I know they had a couple giants, uh, you know, on that team mm-hmm. along with Jonathan Galloway. Yeah, so. that was the the team that they had the the tallest team in the nation. That was the the tagline and marketing. Well, I think as as we're winding down, I think yeah. it's appropriate that uh, Coach Turner has has tagged the team. We're still hungry, so so the eaters are still hungry, yeah. and let's hope we can bring home the bacon. I, I love go. it. I love it. The hunger you'll cure that satisfaction when you hold the NCAA champ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now let's get through the Big West. They could do One it. One at a time. <laughs> I know. One at a time. We gotta create excitement. First game against Riverside. Let's beat Riverside first and go from there. Yep. And then Indian Wells. It was a lot of fun, Matt. I'll tell you, I was at the practice courts. You had Roger Federer playing against Molfis. Next court, right right next to each other, Rafael Nadal's playing against Boren Chorch. 
practice, practice, but they're like doing practice games, putting on a show for the fans. And behind me is Naomi Osaka working on her game. It's like, I was like a little kid at Candy Star. I'm like, who do I watch? You know, watching all this, you know, all the practice matches that they do to get ready for this week, which is the finals week. I'll be there tomorrow for the quarterfinals. I'd like to say thank you to Chuck for coming in. Very last minute, we had a, you know... It was excellent. Thank you for Always a in. pleasure. Always fun. No, they, <laughs> Chuck, no, we always enjoy having you on, especially this historic season, and it's going to continue to go. I'm definitely going to catch what games I can inside my work schedule, but I'll definitely be listening in. Chuck, we need you to enlighten us. <laughs> well, go Eaters. Go Eaters. <laughs> and all sports matters.